Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut Who is up, man? Listen? Hello, and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your three funniest friends. Which is us! Woo! Woohoo! 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 <laughs> Today is our last sup podcast of the Trump administration. Yes, club going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> I can't believe it. No, I can't believe it either. Um, I thought it would be fun for everyone to describe their state of mind in one word. Uh, jittery. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say nervous. Really? Me too. Yeah, anxious. I feel a little stunned. I feel like like Tom Hanks and Castaway, like when they pick him up, like when they get him and then he's like on the plane and he's like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So can I, can I reintegrate back into society? Like, are we mm. even ready to have a, a normal yeah. man as the president? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. I feel really stunned about it. I don't know. Yeah. Do we know how to act um, like a regular listen. president? Like, you know, like uh, Steve Harvey in a Shakespeare play, don't know how to act. That's how we are. <laughs> When I saw, I think for me, the thing that hit me was that Trump had like tried to lift the travel ban for for European countries and different countries, <laughs> and then the Biden administration's like, no, and yeah, I'm like, not, oh, dude. like, yeah, this is happening, like this totally. is happening, like we're just not gonna do this crazy shit that's gonna make shit worse. Yes. I love that on Biden day one, he's like, I'm going to get rid of the Muslim ban and I'm going to reinstate the European ban. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. I know. Day one. So Elise, we wanted to catch up with you because on Friday we played a really fun game where, um, in Millie's words, we asked, what's the Trump tweet that destabilized you yes. the most? Um, did you have some time to think about it? I, I did think about it and I am going to go with my first instinct. This is an early Trump tweet, early in the Trump presidency. It was the time that he tweeted at the wrong Theresa May. <laughs> he tweeted at just a regular lady who's minding her business, <laughs> whose name is also Theresa May. <laughs> I love it. Uh, ruining her feed forever, I'm sure. I mean, I can't imagine she operates on that account no. anymore. And I think that that was the moment to me where I was like, oh my God, like the president is now, like, first of all, thinks he can tweet at world leaders and that's how we're going to do things. And number two, like, he doesn't even have her at right. Like, we no. are through the looking glass. Nobody so- is seeing these tweets before they go out. No. Yes, I think that that's what it revealed to me. I was like, okay, there's absolutely no team looking at these at all. No. Well, the head of the team, Dan Scavino, you know anything about him? He was his caddy, Mm -hmm. and um, Trump hired him and paid him 
$300,000 a year. But do you see anything that he does? Like the work that oh, he Oh, his graphics are, it, I mean, it's MS Paint. Like it's, he's operating, it's impressive in that he's operating on software that I don't think is available anymore to me. Exactly. Like <laughs> it would honestly be like, you know, like the hipster trend of things that are so yeah. fucking retro that it loops back around in this mm-hmm. cool. But then it does like another half, like it, it goes yeah. another half degree where it's absolutely not cool. No, everything looks horrible that he makes. Because then there's always like, it's that, but then there's a typo. So you're like, oh no, they they didn't mean for it to all be this bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's it's racist. So it's like, okay. (laughs) Extra retro. I mean, not really. Yeah. These days. So I also wanted to note this uh, headline I saw this morning that after they uh, banned Trump from Twitter, there was a 73% decrease in misinformation, which is unbelievable that one individual person who for years you could have addressed this. Uh, yes. Wait, speaking of addressing something, I do have, uh, I, I have an announcement that I want to make, a mea culpa I want to make at the top of the pod, yes. which okay. is that I think it was the last time I was on, we played the game of which uh, Republican senator do you think will flip, uh, would potentially be one of the seven. We also have flip. to invite Millie to add hers to the Okay, pool. yes. So in mine, I said that I had put in that either Cruz and Holly would completely do a 180 because they're so craven, whatever. And then I said that I could also see Lindsey Graham doing that and then ultimately voted at the end for Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham immediately, <laughs> <laughs> upon my making this announcement, heard you. completely fucking insane. He yep. sent a letter to Biden being like, don't impeach Trump. Uh, so I take uh, I take back what I said. I was very off base. Somebody uh, on his team listens to the pod and was like, yo, the sub podcast <laughs> thinks that you're going to be the guy. And they were like, we can't have that. We can't have that. So, um, yeah, I still think that Cruz and Holly are so cr- like they actually don't have any beliefs to the point where if they saw it to be advantageous to themselves, they would vote to impeach him, too. And then try to do some dance of being like, this is actually consistent with our beliefs. But um, yeah, I was very wrong about uh, Lindsey Graham immediately. And I was like, Lindsey, you're embarrassing me. Like, that's one thing for you to be doing this, but it's another thing for you to be doing this when I just like put some money down on you. I think that Caitlin ended up with Tom Cotton, who did the same exact thing, who almost immediately went back and said, no, the Senate can't impeach after he's gone. I said Tim Scott, who has said probably not a damn thing. So (laughs) who do you think? I don't know because we need maybe, 17. Maybe if I if I played this game last week, I would have mm-hmm. like but I don't have any faith in the Republicans at it's all. It's really hard to get to 17 that it's would hard do it. To 17 and it's just like fuck, man. These people suck. Um I'm trying <laughs> to think what's the guy the episode who's the title. Defic- yeah, I know. The guy who's the deficit hawk from Tennessee. Is that um, Rand Paul? Rand, no, Rand Paul is no, Kentucky. Rand Paul is Kentucky. No, um, Rand he was Paul like never. the breaking Republican vote for the the tax. Oh, cut. That's like, is he Paul Bredesen or whatever? Something. Oh, like that. is anyway. that the one tailored? <laughs> I feel so bad that that's how I know him, but I'm like, that's the one Taylor didn't like, right? No, she didn't like. No, Marcia that was Marsha Blackburn. Blackburn. Um, oh, anyway, I, that one. I, I can see somebody like that, but honestly, I have no faith in Republicans. And honestly, it just fucking sucks because as we're talking about, <clears throat> last week we talked about um, 
the like Trump family and how they abuse the Secret Service and like all our tax dollars are going to, you know, basically the Trumps are pocketing it because they charge uh, the U.S. full prices or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like if he gets convicted, then he won't get like that access of Secret Service anymore. So he won't get consistent taxpayer money. Oh, shit. That's an excellent point. That's such a point. So it's just like even if you didn't care about debt and shit, you wouldn't want Trump to continue to be not only like can he not run again, but also like fuck you, get your own security guards, bitch, or don't charge us for it. I don't know. Right. I mean, he's going if we don't do something, he's going to be able to profit. I, he already has profited off the presidency it's in ways fine. that no he's other president has. Yeah. But he's gonna like. I mean, there are all of these things that happen afterwards. Like I always joke about the Trump presidential library, but it's like. What does it mean for a president to put his presidential library on a property that he owns, which is what I imagine Trump is going to do. Like, it's going to be at Mar-a-Lago or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what, you know, what does it mean for him to uh, start the Trump Museum and make money off of his Trump Museum? Like, all of this shit. Yeah, but I feel like people, he would have, he will still get that anyway. Yeah. But we need to not be paying for it. Well, also, yeah. I think that, you know, he's going <clears> to, <throat> I mean, Millie, Millie noted last week that she'd be surprised, it would be surprising if he lives four more years. But- <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, everyone's really serious. I'm like, is he really going to live for, like, four yeah. more years and serve as president for four more years? I don't years? think he's ever going to. The thing is, is like, I don't even know if he will ultimately follow through on running for president if he were not disqualified from doing so. But he's going to act like he will, and he's going to be selling Trump 24 merch starting, like, next year. So if we can neuter that now by disqualifying him from ever running again, I feel like you can at least cut off some of that income and some of that mythology. Yeah, and that's one of the things where I, and it seems like Mitch McConnell actually does get this, but what what (laughs) stuns me about the Josh Hawley's and the Ted Mm -hmm. Cruz's, because Mm -hmm. they're doing this shit so that they can run for president in 2024. Mm -hmm. You are never going to win against this man if he is constantly messing around in your primary, Mm -hmm. getting in, dropping out, maybe like like he's like a beetlejuice like if he's just like around messing around in the edges like you're never going to be able to run a serious primary or do anything because even if he doesn't run he's going to be constantly commenting on and manipulating the race from the side yes so it's like there's that and then if he does run he's running you're not going to be they're not going to be him you've already tried right the idea that he would be absolved from anything because he leaves office is just it's it's just insane to me that these republicans are trying to say that the con that the founders in the constitution meant yeah 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 you don't disqualify him from office if he does it you know too soon after he leaves why would that only exist for that a president can do any crime if he does it in like the last month right and then yeah we won't disqualify you it's fine it's fine if we can't get it done whatever yeah it's, it's a fatal flaw in the system if that's how it works. Literally fatal. Yeah, why don't you want to eliminate the competition? But then it's also like Trump. I don't know. I'm just like, do they think they think that getting the MAGA heads on their on their side is gonna like? I mean, that's the whole fucking point. Exactly. Like that's the entire demise of the Republican Party. Yeah, is that they 
no, they know they think the mega people are crazy. They know it's full of shit, whatever. And they banked on like, okay, well, we'll at least get our agenda through, or I'll, it'll help me politically if I run along. And now it's out of control, and now they don't know what to do. Yeah. And they're backtracking, and they're just trying to save their own ass without ever having to stand up and do anything, which is coward form. It's quite yeah, frustrating. I find it frustrating. <laughs> I find it. I think I think I'm with you there, Elise. <laughs> I'm going to say hot take. It is frustrating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So let's get into some big pre-inauguration headlines. Tomorrow is the day and arrests have already been made ahead of the inauguration, which I'm sure we've all seen the pictures of the Capitol area in D.C. It's pretty much entirely. And it looks like a war zone. It shows what happens when you we don't have a peaceful transition of power. And this is what it looks like when that can't happen. Mm-hmm. So a 63-year-old woman pretending to be part of the presidential cabinet was arrested at an inauguration checkpoint on Saturday. Yeah. She tried to get in showing like a military police coin, which I looked up and is definitely an honor to receive as an individual, but does not gain you access to a presidential inauguration. <laughs> um, also, a Virginia man was arrested at a checkpoint after showing police a fake inauguration credential again, and he had an unregistered gun and hundreds of rounds of ammunition and claimed that it was an honest mistake that he just (laughs) drove through there by accident. He meant no harm, but he had crazy bumper stickers all over his car that suggested he meant harm. Oops. Oops. Oh no. Oh my God. It's the inaugurate. I am (laughs) an egg on my face. That was literally, there's a video of this guy. Of course, spirit airlines. Um, and he's lighting up a cigarette. <laughs> One of the guys, like, mm-hmm. somebody's videotaping it. And another guy, like, is waving at the flight attendant. And he's like, come here, come here. And then he's pointing, he's pointing at the guy. And then the guy's smoking a cigarette. And the flight attendant's like, sir. And he's like, oh, sorry. Wow, I, didn't, I don't know how that happened. Oh, my God. Crazy. And it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> We'll play um, the clip of this man uh, telling his side of the story. Here it is. I'm not a bad person, and it was just an accident that was made because I forgot to take my time. 
to leave for work and take my firearm out of the truck before I left Virginia. Like the accident, the level of accident is really stunning. <laughs> the people with a lot of guns and who love guns are educated on approximately one thing at least, and that is where you're allowed to have large amounts of guns. They are very aware so they can fight us on the rules and nitpick about it. So this gentleman knew. Another noteworthy thing is that when this 63-year-old woman tried to sneak into the inauguration, um, she was not immediately arrested. She was brought to the hospital for evaluation, which I just mm. thought was an interesting oh. way to treat a 63-year-old white woman who's trying to break into the Capitol. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now everyone gets the fucking huh? Yeah. Speaking of Karens, a arrested Karens, to be clear, a woman who the FBI says took a laptop belonging to Speaker Nancy Pelosi during the Capitol attack and tried to sell it to Russians has also been arrested. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is 22-year-old, 22-year-old mm-hmm. Riley Williams was yes, arrested. Riley. Don't yes. let anyone tell your sign, Riley. Yes. <laughs> oh, Listen. she was arrested after a former, somebody claiming to be a former romantic partner told yes. the FBI that she intended to sell the computer to a friend in Russia who then planned to sell that to the SVR, which is Russia's foreign intelligence service, if you didn't watch The Americans. The witness said that the transfer had fallen through. So it sounds like the witness, the former romantic partner, is in is still in contact with Riley. Prior to her arrest, Riley Williams, she tried to flee the home. She lived with her mother. Well, this is, okay. I, as I said, c- can you include this? Because this is my favorite, right? First of all, favorite thing of the insurrectionist is all their exes turning them in. Yes! If I had any ex, anybody, first of all, FBI, if you're listening, if you know that somebody that I dated in 2018 or ever was suspected of a crime, but especially any of the guys I did in 2018, <gasps> they did it, and I will snitch on them immediately. So, 2018? In 2018 specifically. All that, that model, that year of cars, that model, <laughs> that group, terrible, terrible, terrible. Did I fuck some of them after? Of course. But that's neither here nor there. I will also say, um, second favorite part of this, is that the laptop, well, it was Nancy Pelosi's laptop, but it was from a conference room. Right. It was the laptop used for presentation. <laughs> it was the laptop. So it just had like an onboarding PowerPoint. I don't know. <laughs> I know, it's like now the SVR knows where like the bathrooms are in the Capitol. <laughs> well, I love room. this idea that like, they think that classified information is just going to be like strewn about. And like, once yeah. we get in, like we're going to get it. Like there's, there were like, I mean, a crazy, I think it was ProPublica did like an insane dump of just like all the videos people were taking on parlor. And there's one where this guy is like flipping through pages and saying stuff. He's actually like Ted Cruz would love this. He like named yeah. Ted Cruz mm-hmm. and he's taking pictures and he's like, we got it. We're definitely going to find something on these guys. And I'm like, no, that's actually just a binder that has like everyone's name in it. Right. Like That's just a binder that says like, this is what we're voting on today. Like they don't, they don't bring the deep state binder to the election certification. We don't have the pedophilia ring information in this exactly. binder. Exactly. Exactly. That's in the other one. This is also what I, when I was, before I clicked on the article, I was like, Okay, like how was she gonna sell it to Russia? Like, did she did she actually Google how to sell to Russia? I mean, she had a friend, a Russian friend who was gonna whatever. But I was like, why should this bitch put this on Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> I 
Mark Zuckerberg um, wouldn't take it down. This is fine. It wouldn't be taken down. It'd be like Mark Zuckerberg. Actually, Sense. I don't want to censor anybody. No. Um, you know, and I just want to bring people together. So I, yeah. the public deserves to know that somebody is trying to sell the the laptop <laughs> yeah, to the Russians. The laptop. onboarding, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we can't communicate this on the podcast but riley williams she looks like a 22 year old named riley yeah um the thing about this insurrection is that it was people you wouldn't expect to be there and and it breaks the mold that's just like maga hicks but you she really didn't look like she was supposed to be there she had like cute classes she looked like she like was just taken a week off from her liberal arts school but no she was there and she stole the conference room laptop you know your 20s are crazy yeah, your twenties are crazy, and and R- Riley, you know, Riley went went on a wild adventure, uh, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling twenty two. And <laughs> what I saw on Twitter is that her ex girlfriend um, was like, uh, "My middle school ex uh, has just been arrested by the FBI," and then they, she t- she posted a picture of them in middle school. I mean, look. I'm not, I'm not old. If my agent's listening, I'm not old at all. But this did make me feel old to see her, like, middle school ex and the pictures mm-hmm. of a tagged Facebook picture from 2012. And um, they're like, we used to just listen to Jeff Kemp for cutie lyrics and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And now <laughs> and I don't now, know. Now I'm and storming now the Capitol. <laughs> well, she's talking about her ex. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, a girl with cute glasses who's like, you know. That's like so, it's so interesting. Ashley Babbitt was also, they had a live-in girlfriend yeah. who was the one that identified them. So there's like a lot of queer crossover with yeah. these MAGA people that is something we got to look at. I was hoping that this would be the final blow after this, after the coronavirus, um, <laughs> you know, in isolation. I was hoping that Ashley Babbitt and the live-in girlfriend situation would be the final blow to the polyamory community that we need. <laughs> but, you listen, listen, you cannot say that because they're going to come find you now. I'm kidding. Challenge accepted. All the po- no, they're all all poly the people poly storm the Capitol. Oh, my God. Plenty right. of poly people stayed home that day. If Please. You, listen, if you're listening with your... Your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your girlfriend's boyfriend's girlfriend. <laughs> you know, get your polycule together, pop some popcorn. Yes. Uh, gather do it. Around. I mean, was this just like the time when it was just like their time, that couple's time? It was like, Ashley, you go figure something out to do. And she's like, well, I'm going to fucking storm the Capitol then. No, it was there. She's like, I'll be back. Like, they yeah, interviewed she just took them. Off. She didn't tell them. Yeah. Yeah, they interviewed them and they didn't know. Like, they saw her. Yeah. I mean, you feel bad, but then her name's Ashley with two eyes, so it's like yeah, she never had a chance. No. (laughs) Hey there, overwhelmed foodies! Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea; they're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. 
Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Also, Melania Trump will break with tradition by not giving Dr. Joe Biden a tour of the White House's living quarters. This is pretty unprecedented for modern first ladies. Some history, Betty Ford was so mad when her husband lost his 1976 race to Jimmy Carter that she set up and canceled Rosalind Carter's tour twice. Eventually, they went through with it, and Carter said she received a brief but cordial walkthrough. More like Petty Ford. Got him. <laughs> oh, shit. Got him. <laughs> I actually really like Betty Ford. Yeah. I mean, great, great clinic. Great clinic. Yeah. She's, she's actually cool, and I think it's kind of funny she did that. I mean, she was just pissed for her man. I think he was also yeah. a one-term president. Michelle Obama also invited Melania Trump even after she and her husband questioned Barack Obama's citizenship. Important to note that Melania was always part of the birther conspiracy. Always. Luckily, Jill knows her way around, so this will be fine. Yeah, Jill's been there before. She's like, bitch, and I'm going to clear – like, did you hear about how much they're going to uh, char- like spend on cleaning, like deep, deep, <laughs> deep cleaning the they fucking should. White House? They should. It's unreal. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. I, I have loved, like, like after Trump tweeted, like, I'm not going to inauguration, Biden was like, yeah, I think that's for the best. And I, <laughs> I think the Bidens have handled it really well of just, like, not sweating any of this at all. And frankly, I feel bad for Kamala and Doug that the Mike Pence is like, well, maybe we'll invite them over. And I'm like, no, they don't want to do that. They don't, don't want to play Jackbox TV with Exactly. Mike they don't want to drink milk with you and your wife. Get the- you, they <laughs> waited so long to invite her and concede that it is now dangerous for her to travel across the city. So no thanks, Mike. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I imagine like him, like, he called her, you know, to congratulate. And I imagine him being like, and maybe you could come over and Kamala's like, what? Oh God, the phone, I don't know. <laughs> no, Goodbye, no. Mike. Like, just, nah, no, man, he's about, like, nah, dog. I'm not going to go to your house and watch you get hanged. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely, no. And also like, I, I imagine, I can't imagine a less fun hang. Then Mike I think he here. has anything to teach her about being the vice president or any insight to, to share. About. Literally, they will drink milk and eat dry chicken at that <laughs> event. There's no, like, they will stare at each other in silence and, like, Karen will, like, cough a little bit and then they'll leave. It'll be But horrible. you know Kamala would be trying to make it, like, pleasant. Try. and. But this is what I'm thinking, right? Stay with me here. We're going to do a scene <laughs> painting. We're walking in. We're in Mike Pence's house. Um, he's like, let me give you a tour, Kamala. And they step into his, like, man cave. What do you think's in there? Because it's, like, it's not like veteran shit, right? Because he's not a veteran. It, it, what is it, like, football shit? Like, what Outer is milk. It? I think it's a creepy altar with, like, a weird whip in the corner and, like, <laughs> like a really scary crucifix. Maybe there's like a pet lizard. Maybe that's why he had the fly. Oh, I don't geez. know. Did you guys ever watch Boardwalk Empire? 
No, I missed that one. I'm... Okay, well, there was the crazy religious, uh, <laughs> there was like this religious uh, cop who was uh, against alcohol, and you would always cut back to his like weird, sad little room that he lived in, and that's where I imagined Mike Pence. I would suspect that what would be weird about Mike Pence's man cave is that it is empty. There's nothing yeah. on the wall. It's just yeah. like a laptop or maybe a gaming chair. <laughs> yeah, like like it's just cherry wood, like shit yeah. on the yeah, edge. Yeah. Whack. With no kind of personality. There's yeah. sort of like a pile of blankets in the corner and you're like, does he sleep there? What's that? That's <laughs> oh, where he goes for timeouts. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, he stands in here. Anyway. He, he just stands, stands in there, there silently and waits to be summoned. That's absolutely what, that's where he's going after the inauguration. I can't believe that Mike Pence, they were going to try to kill this man. He goes to Trump and Trump yells at him. Called him a like, pussy. Called him a pussy. And yeah. then and then this guy like didn't he, like is like, don't kick him out. Don't don't impeach Donald Trump. He's great. I'm just like, what a fucking what like I I don't want to say pussy, but he's a pussy. <laughs> I'm like, mm, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> Uh, anyway so as for donald trump what is he doing on this final day he just released a flurry of pardons about a hundred it looks like and these are exactly who you would expect um they include white collar criminals in addition to lil wayne and a man serving 800 years for financial crimes as well as people serving long sentences for nonviolent crimes that they worked with alex johnson to identify and offer clemency and pardons to Okay, I'm glad he's doing at least some of those. Yeah. But this is not his only sort of last expedited act. He has also, as Millie just noted as we were recording, um, slaughtered a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. We haven't killed any, but like we haven't executed federal executions in 17 years. And he rushed like 13 of them, 14 of them. That is such a scary thing to see as a priority in an administration. Like it really just... I, I mean, we always hearken back to, like, that Atlantic article, The Cruelty is the Point, and that yeah. sums up so much about this administration. But to the fact that someone made the decision, they were like, you know what, before we get out, we really have to execute a bunch of people? Like, that is really dark. And that they thought it sent a positive message for their base is really something. Yeah. On top of, like, you know executing 400,000 people essentially with their poor fucking planning. Yeah, and then it's traumatizing like, X number of thousands of kids and families and <laughs> all of the other fucked up horrible stuff that has happened. Uh, literally like people who are victims of hurricanes and shit because of this administration, but Yeah, and like again, it's just like it's hard because you know I feel like society, like, whatever, doesn't see the value of Black life or, like, that's, like, the you know, Black lives matter and, like, that's, like, the core of it of, like, Black lives should be worth something. But these people don't think any life matters. Like, they don't think, they don't believe in the sanctity of, of no. life or, the, or humanity or that people deserve second chances or that, yeah, like, that life is this valuable thing that you, they don't care. And it's really hard, yeah. Right, and they believe that, people are entitled to take other people's lives fundamentally. And that's, 
I think I was thinking as we were talking, I was thinking about how I've been, I would strongly recommend listening to a Wondery at MSNBC did a podcast called Kamala next in line. And it's just six episodes, like half hour of, of her history. And it's just like a great way to like get hype for mm-hmm. the inauguration because she's had such a cool history. And, you know, she sort of became a, a political figure because she maintained her campaign promise not to pursue the death penalty. Um, in some really, in some cases where she faced a lot of pressure from even some of her colleagues to do so. So it's, it's an interesting um, point of transition. Everything about this administration, there's a really striking counterpoint with the new one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see tomorrow what his day one things are. I mean, already, like the fact that he announced he's going to get rid of the Keystone XL pipeline is so interesting. Like, yeah, we'll talk about all that tomorrow. At least we'll Mm -hmm. be with us. Uh, I think I mentioned this at the top, but we're going to record after the inauguration tomorrow, which means this episode will be out a little later. It's usually at around one. It'll probably be out around four in the afternoon and all the week's podcasts will be the same. Until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamez. And this is the Vegas Sub Podcast. Woo-woo! Woo-hoo. Good one. Bye, Don. Yes, bye, Don. <laughs> The Betches Sup podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.